broadcasting live worldwide. Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. A heartbreaking loss in volleyball, Essex and King and Queen in the regional championship. Basketball just around the corner, and guess who? We have Lyndon Garner 2009 State Football Championship in the house. Get your popcorn ready. Matter of fact, get your turkey ready. Put us on your big screen. Will Lewis, Coach Thomas Roan, Northern Exports Talk Live on Hot Mix VA. Coming to you next. Boom! We all know that time and weather will affect your exterior surfaces, especially from all the unpredictable weather we have here in the area. So you go online trying to find the best service possible, can't get nowhere. But how about checking out your hometown all-star MVP service? Yes, I'm talking about Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. And they have your dream team of services. It's a lineup. When it comes to power washing, I'm talking your starting lineup, baby. Your house, your deck, brick cleaning, roof, dump truck, tractor trailers, gutter, and even your driveway. Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. Check them out. 804-246-9026 or 804-238-1295. And by the way, they do give free estimates. Northern Neck Sports Talk Live, baby. Hot Mix VAU. From the Northern Neck of Virginia to across the country and the world. Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern Neck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA, live from Tappahannock, Virginia, inside of the Hot Mix VA studios. Will Lewis along with Coach Thomas Roan. And we have a special guest today, Lyndon Garner. So good evening and happy Thanksgiving, by the way, because Thanksgiving is actually on Thursday. So Lyndon Garner, championship week as well. So as for him, Lyndon Quarterback for the Essex Trojans in 2009 state championship, and he is a state champion in 09. He brought the school to a state championship, three regional titles, four district titles. He was named state, regional, and district offensive player of the year his senior year after throwing nearly 3,000 yards with 41 touchdowns. In 2009, first team, all Northern Neck District Region, all state. He also won two district titles, one regional title in basketball, finished second in 2008 with a district and regional title in baseball. Multi-sport athlete, he did all this while monitoring a top 10 ranking in his class. Lynn attended Christopher Newport University. While there, he played quarterback all four years. And as was the team captain his senior year, also led the captains to a three USA South 
Athletic Conference Championship. He graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Communications Studies in 2014. So Lynn currently worked for a consulting firm called Deloitte, <laughs> Deloitte, uh, supporting federal government clients. And ladies and gentlemen, may I welcome Lyndon Gardner. Lyndon, my friend, thank you so much for coming on this evening. Thank you guys for having us. It's been a pleasure. All right, so a couple of questions from me. And then Coach will have a few more questions as well. So in 2009, we know that you went to the state championship, uh, got rolling on that. But your team led the district. So, And going into the championship, how did you guys stayed on task? How did you maintain that leadership role and the confidence? I think it was just uh, it kept the hunger throughout the season. Uh, we knew – Coming into the season, we lost the previous season to Gretna, um, close nail-biting game, and we just was just hungry the whole season. We just stayed focused. We knew what it took to get back to that point, and um, we got back to that point. We knew, you know, what time it was when we got back to that point. And the leadership came from like both sides of, um, you know, the team: offense, defense. We had leaders all over the field, and they just stayed on guys. Whenever guys got off task, they just stayed on them, uh, let them know that, you know, hey, we're back here. There's no time to play. And, each practice, we came up with a goal. We accomplished that goal, and in the end, it all paid off. And our second question at CNU, did you get to play with any of the NFL guys that are currently possibly in the day or formerly? Uh, no, not at CNU. Um, we had a couple of guys that did uh, tryouts, but no one went professionally to play. So, um, yeah, we just had a couple of guys that were stellar performers at CNU, but That's didn't further the career. That's great. And – one third question for me, then I'm going to hand it over to Coach. If you did play in the NFL, what team would you want to play for? What would be the ideal team? <laughs> uh, any team, really. Um, I think to play in the NFL is just a blessing. So any team mm-hmm. go on is, and contribute is, is a blessing. But my favorite team is the Atlanta Falcons. I'm a big Michael Big fan. So if I could have went to the Falcons, that would have been my dream. dream that, goal. that would be a good pick with Michael Vick and company back then. What's up, homie? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, reached out to you, man, to bring you out here, man, because you know we got a lot of young kids in the area that look up to the kids that's on the football team now. But we want to take them down a little memory lane of you know how everything comes about around here. You know, back to the 2009 championship, first state championship to the area. You know, and um, to me, you're one of my top picks in the area just from what you did. Not on the foot, not just on the football field, but just in general. You know, playing high school football, being able to go to the next level in college, you know, succeeding there, and just living your life now and being a a good role model for the youth that's coming behind you in the Cameron Robinsons and the Dorian Harrisons and stuff like that. So, um, we want to just take us back down memory lane, man. You know, and tell us a little something about Lynn growing up in Essex. You know. I mean, all of us around here know each other from yeah. growing up and even though I'm a little younger than you, but I know you from when you was younger and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, let the folks know about a little bit about Lyndon when he was younger growing up in Essex. You know, what were some of the things that you liked to do? You know, some of the activities before football and everything like that, you know? No, no, I appreciate it. Um, so, from Essex, um, actually my parents are from, uh, my dad's from Montrose, Virginia. Miles from Warsaw, but moved over here uh, still at a young age. So moved over here, moved directly to the trailer park, right there beside the high school. So anything 
uh, those going to high school who was there. And then we had like a close knit of uh, people that grew up in the Trouble Park. So like all of my friends that I grew up with, we're still quite, you know, close and tight to this day. So um, that carried over into sports. So we all play sports together, um, whether we play in the Trouble Park or we play like organized sports. So it started at a young age, started at baseball, then, you know, went to football and then basketball trickled, trickled in there a little bit. But, you know, we all built that team karate playing sports and football really, you know, stood out, you know, the most to us. So well, all of my friends, we grew up in the Trouble Park. We started playing organized football at a young age. and. From there, we just started building team chemistry, and you know that eventually carried over to high school. So, at the youth level, um, we won, you know, I think one, one or two Super Bowls together, and then uh, that same team actually that we won Super Bowl with, we ended up winning the state championship with. So, majority of those guys, we, we started at a young age, and that's where it really starts. You know, I got to credit guys like you and Eugene Wallace, and um, yeah, those guys. You know, you guys I played learned a lot from Eugene. Tremendous <laughs> impact, and, you know, a lot of our. Um, the young guys' community, a lot, a lot of the young guys' hearts, and um, really, you know, was a pillar in this in this community right here in Tyler, Virginia. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the old coaches, like you know, Coach Pierce, and all of those, I came up under them, and I mean, I can remember a lot of y'all back then, you know, um, like Sterling when he was real young, yeah. and I, it's it's a trip because when they come from the youth program, they tend to right there in high school, they right there together, and that makes it more of a a more close knit bond as they get older and stuff. Um, for school and everything like that, you know, what was some of the things that you like to get into before high school, like elementary school, and what was some of the things that you liked about you know the school system and stuff like that over here? Um, the teachers were you know pretty good around this area. Um, you had your, you had the teachers that like really care for you and really supported your career. You know, starting elementary school, middle school, high school, and. Those teachers like really played like a really important part in my life and making sure that school stayed the focus and I kept that you know throughout my life throughout college and just used whatever whatever knowledge I gained in school and just use it as a tool to further my knowledge and education throughout um, my time. You know? As a um, because I know you most likely like me when I was young I used to go to the high school games and stuff like that. What are some of the players? If you can remember, because I know it's all a few that I can probably remember now and everything like that too. So, you know, if you can remember any of the older players before you, like, what were, what are, who are some of the players that you kind of looked up to, you know, when you was younger? Yeah, so when I was younger, I was still, you know, living in Trouble Park, so it was just walking distance to high school games. And I really looked up to guys like uh, my older cousin, Ronald Beanie, uh, or Marcus Baylor. Um, Guys like those uh, were, you know, played play an important part in my life and looking up to guys and knowing they could do it and, you know, it really set their mindset, uh, you know, when we get to that level, we can do it as well. So those guys, you know, going to the state championship, uh, unfortunately losing, but that really put it in my head like, oh, we can make it there, we can actually win it. So, um, you know, those two, I can really stood out, you know, really played an important part in me uh, in my football career. I'm trying to figure when you when you played that was because I think I was on another trip back then. When I made a trip, I was you know what I'm talking about. You know, so my folks used to send um, newspapers to where I was at, and I was able to you know read and keep up with stats of y'all and all, read Bob Scooter and all of that stuff in the newspaper stuff like that. So I, I can remember when I was younger, the practice field used to be where the parking lot is at. You know, you yeah. know how the parking lot is yeah. at. Now the practice field used to actually be 
right in front of the high school with a parking lot. Number straight dirt. You know, so I think when y'all came around, y'all was able to practice on the back part with all the grass and everything like that. So, um, but back then it was just, everything was close knit, you know what I'm saying, to me. And, and it was like, not just with the, the kids, but also with the, the families, you know? No, and true. I mean, mm -hmm. if you would go anywhere, you would you probably get chastised if, you, if you're doing anything wrong by your next door neighbor or anything like that. Well, if you could think back, like what us, who are some of the adults that's like, if you might have got out of line a little bit, that they would jump right on you, get you back in line or whatever like that. No, no, no. So like, as I mentioned earlier, like growing up in Trump, we all like knew each other moms. And so it was a pretty close knit group. Um, me, uh, Jaime, uh, James Hans, uh, TJ Blackman, uh, JR Gaines, Chuck Samuel, uh, who else was in that crew? Jug, it's a lot of us, man. Like, and we all knew each other moms, so like, they all looked at us like their children. So like, whenever we was out of line, they, you know, they was quick to correct us. And our parents were understanding that, you know, keeping us on the right track was the best thing to do. And when we come back, more from Lyndon Garner. So thank you so much for coming in with us. It's, it's uh, an honor really to, for you to come in and talk to us. We'll be back more with 2009 state football champion, Lyndon Gardner, right here on No Next Sports Talk Live on Hot Mix VA. When you think about health and weight and just feeling better, it can make your head spin with all the options and thousands of books and thousands of companies. For many years, I've had one product that have stood out, the Herbalife products from Herbalife Nutrition. And as a 31-year childhood cancer survivor, I have to look for what will be the best to keep up with my health, to keep, to keep me healthy, to, just to feel good. And that's all I'm looking for is just to feel better. Don't ever focus on the weight. The weight will come off. It's all about starting to feel better. So if you want to check them out and check all these different kinds of flavors that they've got out, my favorite's cookies and cream, by the way, but call up your local Herbalife Independent Distributors, 804-761-7947, and just text, hey, I want to feel better. your popcorn ready you're listening to northern next sports talk live with will lewis and coach thomas roan on hot mix va we welcome you back into northern next sports talk live here on Hot Mix VA, it is Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. We are continuing our interview with Lyndon Garner, 2009 state football champion from Essex High School. And Coach, you still got a few things for him that we need to talk about, especially with his high school days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, going to the high school days, was it eighth grade starting high school? Because I know when I went to high school, it was eighth grade. So, so it was... It was it was still ninth grade. It was, it was ninth grade. Ninth okay, grade. so when you went into high school, um, did you go straight to varsity or? Uh, spent two years on JV. Um, got, got, but got pulled up both years. So ninth grade year, I played strictly JV. Ended the season, got pulled to varsity. 
Um, got a chance to experience a little bit of playoff atmosphere. I think that year we lost to Gooseland State Semis. Uh, Tenth grade year was playing JV and varsity throughout the season. Um, you know, got in, back up, got some backup time, got some good experience during that time, and uh, left the twelfth grade restricted varsity. Who was some of the? Who was the quarterback back then? Um, who was it the back then? Uh, so before me, uh, Jordan Wynn. Yeah, um, that's right. Jordan <laughs> Wynn, and then uh, also spent a little bit of time with uh, Johnny Thomas as well. Okay, okay. And um, when you finally got to the starting position, you know, what were some of the things that was on your mind since you had already was coming in, getting some reps and everything, and been to big games before you had actually got the spot? What were some of your goals as being the starting quarterback, what was the things that you were trying to bring to the table for the Trojans when you had got started job? So uh, 11th grade year, uh, a lot of people probably forget the story, but 11th grade year, I actually split time. So uh, all the way until like the, maybe like the 8th or ninth game, I split time with Johnny Thomas mm-hmm. and got to the Westmoreland game. Um, you know, uh, Johnny, I think Johnny might have got an injury or something to that, to that extent, but um, took over, you know, played full time. And then from there, it was just, you know, had to start the role, so throughout the playoffs, you know, was starting throughout the way. But I think just taking control of the offense and being more assertive and uh, just showing that more leadership role. So I wasn't too outspoken, but like I just led by doing it on the field, and it really paid off. And the guys really, you know, looked up to me. Um, whether it's you know staying late at the practice, you know, getting extra throws in, um, making sure I'm on top of my schoolwork, you know, that that really carries over, carries over to your teammates. So those are some of the goals that I wanted to accomplish right off the bat. Who were some of the, the, the biggest opponents back then? Because, I mean, back then there used to be battles. It, it wasn't no really cakewalk, cakewalk like yeah. that, you know, like how it seemed to be right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but back then, like, what was the, the toughest opponents that we had to face back then? Um, so I would say in the district, uh, it was probably still uh, Westmoreland at the time. You know, we still had some battles with them. And then in the region, it was, it was always King William. Um, just... Yeah, we definitely had some battles with King Wayne and Westmoreland. Yeah, I, I remember some of those games before, you know, I took my hiatus and everything. But um, let's see, players, who were some of the, because I know my cousin Kwame played with you on that state team. Right, right. Um, Angelo, Taylor. Angelo was on that team who, as well. Who are some of the other players that we seem to forget? you know, that was on that team? Uh, so just starting off right off back, uh, rest in peace, uh, Scooter, mm-hmm. uh, James yes. Bird, um, uh, Pillar, stable in that defense, anchored that defense, and really balled out, you know, junior, senior year, came to himself, like really the end of junior year, but like senior year was like, he was a man of my boys, and he just, you know, handled his thing. And, you know, other than Scooter on that defense, that defense was like loaded. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, TJ Blackman, TJ Payne, um, Kwame, uh, Manji, um, Steve Coles, uh, Dion, uh, mm. Martel Sales. Um, God, I know I forget some guys. I don't want to forget some, forget no guys. Excuse me. Get <laughs> <laughs> y'all, That's we fine. love y'all. Um, All that. <laughs> yeah, that team was just loaded, man. John T. Davis. Uh, who was on that D line? I'm trying to remember who was on that D line, man. I think that's I think that was pretty much majority of the people, but um, Chuck Chuck and Scooter were pretty much the anchors on defense and really were the leaders throughout the season and really you know carried that leadership role on the defensive side of things. I mean, you look at some of the defensive linemen now from the last couple of years if they if they know their history, you know, a lot of them try to 
emulate Scooter. You know, Scooter, yeah, yeah. Scooter left a big mark around here when it comes to being a, a big, nasty defensive lineman. No, you know, no, and sure, I mean, sure. he really got down in the trenches, you know, and I mean, he left a big shoes to fit. And I mean, it's, it, we done had a lot of players that have really done some real good things on the football field. And, and I mean, far as defensive linemen, I think it all starts from school. We'd have had ones before him, right, right. but when Scooter came along, it was like, like you said, uh, a man against boys, you know what I mean? You know, from Tavion Holmes, I mean, he emulated Scooter a whole lot, you know, even down to my son, you know, he, he used to try to do things that he heard about Scooter and stuff like that, so, you know, we definitely want to send a, you know, big shout out to him and everything like that, but, um, Take us to the playoff run. You know, we got through the season. Mm-hmm. How many games did y'all have back then? We had, uh, uh, I think it was 10, still 10, 10, 10 or 11, then uh, we ended up being like 14 0. 14 0. So yeah. the first round of the playoffs, you know, once y'all got through that, then got all the way to the States and everything like that, what was the, like, what was the feeling? The, the, because, like, right now, how the area is feeling. Everybody around here is excited right now because yeah. of how these boys are playing. Yes, they are. You know, and I mean, I can remember back then, even though I wasn't here, but just reading the newspaper and getting letters from people like, man, dog, we, you know, we might get state championship this yeah, year. Yeah. So for you to be that age of how some of these boys is now, what was the atmosphere for you like? The, the, you know, the adrenaline rush and everything leading up to states and just playing in the state championship game and stuff like that. Right, so I mean, similar, I, I see like so many similarities, like get through the regular season undefeated and then, you know, get to the playoffs, winning, you know, easy in the playoffs. So <laughs> we actually, you know, won pretty easy leading up to state semis, we faced Gretna. Mm. And then Gretna is similar to like Riverhead. So yeah. like they have been like state champion for a couple of years back to back. And it was just, just all about getting over that Gretna home at that time. And we really like that whole week going into the game, you know, Practice hard, everybody's focused, and then Saturday gets here, and then boom, blizzard. So it was a blizzard. Like we were out there playing the blizzard, changed the whole you know game plan. You know, really had to like deep, dig deep and like see who had the heart to like get through playing in the cold, nasty weather, and like defense stepped up really big. I didn't have too good of a game. I really, I didn't really didn't play too much really. Um, we had like a different uh, offense that we would run at any time. We're, like we would put like Jaime in the backfield. Um, just switch backs and then I got in the backfield, but like I passed the test, maybe got like five or six, um, <laughs> maybe one or two completions, but yeah. like really had to like re strategize and really come up with a different game plan. But it all worked out, you know. But um, it's all about getting over that state semi game, and that, yeah. that seems to be the deal now. Like, you know, once you get past the championship, get past that, you know, that monster that's out there. So, and it, it, it still is a monster, you know. Yes, and yes. Once you, and after you beat them, you know, you can. So you beat them, but you have to get past that monster and stay survive. And to me, I feel like if we get past that monster this year, we're gonna win state champ. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I've been telling folks all year because I've known a lot of these kids since they was young. You know, like I said, we're a small area, so a lot of these kids is playing together with together now. We didn't went to school with each other. You know, we didn't all live in the same neighborhoods and everybody knows each other so you know to see these kids at this point now I feel like you know comparing them to the teams before if they get over Riverheads they're, they're definitely gonna win you know that's just my opinion we still got a couple more weeks to see that but you know I'm pretty sure when we get there 
I think they're going to do their job, you know. Um, how did it feel to finally bring Essex that state championship game? You know, because like you said, it was a blizzard and things had to get rerouted, you know, and stuff like that. So how did it, when that clock, because like we tell everybody, the game is not over until the clock strikes zero. No, so once the, once the clock struck zero, how did it feel? Uh, a sense of relief, like a really big sense of like, Phew, we we got we got past them. Like um, it had been like also like you know like I mentioned earlier like facing them my junior year close game. I think lost maybe like four by five points and facing them uh, again my senior year winning you know eight zero um, you know bad weather trying to re-strategize game plan and a real big sense of relief. Like we 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 got it. We got over that hump and now it's time to like refocus. You know and really, you know, finish out this task that we started at the beginning of the season. And when we come back, we'll finish our interview with Lyndon Garner, 2009 state football champion. You're locked in to Northern Exports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. Coming this fall, Northern Neck Sports Network and Hot Mix Virginia coming together to bring you Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with 22-year radio broadcaster and sports analyst Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan. Be sure to check out Hot Mix Virginia's Facebook page for times and dates. An all-new Northern Neck Sports experience. Northern Neck Sports Talk Live exclusively on Hot Mix Virginia this fall. From the northern neck of Virginia to across the country and the world. Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern Neck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah, happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. We thank you for tuning in, for wherever you may be tuning in from, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, or wherever the podcast may take you, and on the YouTube channel. So if you are home Thanksgiving morning, put us on your big screen and have us be part of your pre-game festivities before those NFL games kick off as well. Well, we are here with 2009 Essex football state champion, Lyndon Gardner, and Coach, uh, we talked. We were talking about the 09 state championship with him, and we have uh, a couple more questions for him mm-hmm. as well uh, pertaining to that and into college. Um, take us to 2009 to that state championship against, um, it was Radford, right? Yeah, with Radford? Radford, yeah. Yeah, Radford. Take us to that game. You know, and, and the outcome of that game, you know, the atmosphere of that game, what was you all thinking during that game? You know, because, you know, you know, if you win that, we get them rings. You know, we, we get that championship on our back for a year, and you bring Essex the first title. So take us to that game and, and what you was thinking and what was the atmosphere for the whole team? Yeah, so once we got past Grafton, you know, the uh, sense of pressure was still there. Yeah. So uh, leading up to the whole, you know, that whole week leading up to the game, you know, people were banged up from like the previous game. So at the Bradley game, a lot of people got banged up. So like we're practicing, you know, trying to work out the kinks. But, you know, uh, leading up to it, you know, the community really did a great job of like, you know, showing support and mm-hmm. being behind our back. So like, 
you know, going down there early, you know, practicing at, um, forgot what high school we practiced at. It might have been like Alta Vista or it might have been Cave Spring, but one of the two practiced, you know, my junior year and senior year. So um, going down there early, you know, practicing, the guys were, you know, really loose, um, but we still felt the pressure of the time. So like we were focused, completely focused. Um, no playing around. I, I can't say that about that team. That team really didn't play around much. You know, there was no joking on the sidelines. There, no um, cutting up in the classroom. Yeah. It was focused on one goal, and that one goal was to win the state championship. So, leading up to that week, you know, it was, was focused. Focus is everything. We just knew we had to come back home with that, you know, with that ring and with that, tra- that trophy. Now, once the clock struck zero, do, do, can you remember the score of that game? Oh yeah, it was uh, thirty to zero. So, once the clock struck zero, and you know, and because I, I know how Coach Jones is, he's real theatrical. You know, yeah. once that clock struck zero and and we came away with the title, what was the feeling then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe it, really. Um, I think most of the guys might have cried, uh, <laughs> you know, hugged each other. Um, you know, we really had a big support system. So, like, the, you know, the stands were packed with, like, Essex folks and then other county supporting us. So, um, felt a sense of relief. Um, I know me personally, I might have shed a tear or two. Um, ran and hugged Coach Jones and then found my parents, hugged them. And then um, on the bus, I just remember, like, yesterday, I called my uh, older cousin, Rollin Vaney. And, uh, yeah, I remember him. I, you know, I, t- I told him, I was like, we did it, man. I was like, because he was on the team that went went to there, but like, yeah. they lost. So, like, to call him and tell him we did it, like, I felt like we did it for, like, them and everybody who came before us. So, like, it was just a, you know, a wonderful feeling, you know, a feeling that, you know, you may feel it again, but not told to that extent. But, you know, and everybody was just, you know, so happy. The town was happy. Yeah. Um, everybody was just genuinely, like, happy for us, man. And that was, like, a, you know, the best feeling ever. Did y'all Gatorade, Coach Jones? I think they did. That's a tradition. That's a tradition, man. Even at the youth level, I done got it. I done got it a couple times at the youth level. So, um, you know, after that, you know, everybody has the goal of continuing their education at college and you know, possibly playing football at the next level. And being that we're from such a small area, sometimes it makes it hard for us in this area with the, you know, just getting your name out there and different opportunities that may come arise that and elsewhere that we might don't see here. You know, what was your what was your recruiting process like? You know, and what made you come to the decision to go to Christopher Newport University down there at Newport News? Yeah, so junior year, um, I didn't have any offers, um, you know, at any level and then a success from senior year like really like catapulted my career and that's when the offers came. So like I had um, seeing you, of course, uh, Randolph Macon, uh, it might've been Hampton City, Bridgewater, uh, Shenandoah. Um, Virginia State came late, but it was, you know, wasn't a full ride. So uh, by the time I'd already committed to seeing you, but um, committing to seeing you came off of, um, Coach Vigant down there was uh, recruiting me and you know, it came down to seeing you and Shenandoah actually. So, um, I think I made the right choice. <laughs> I'm trying to say they came out of seeing you and Shannon. Yeah, I made the right choice. Um, you know, coach let me know what it was coming into the situation. So I was like, maybe like five or six quarterbacks ahead of me. Um, I would have been last on the depth chart. I was last on the depth chart uh, with another freshman quarterback. But 
I knew, you know, what I was getting myself into, and yeah. I knew it was like the best situation for me and my family at the time. Because reason why I asked you that because a lot of kids they want to go Division One, Division. Everybody want to go Division One, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but they really don't understand what that entails yeah. or what they have to do to get that. Yeah. You know, and to me, they kind of breeze over Division Twos or or. Some it may even look down on a division yeah. three, not really knowing that if you go to a division three, you can get on the field just just as well as as mm-hmm. the same, you That's know, true. and can be able to possibly have an even greater career at the division three level compared to what you would have at any other level. Um, what are some of the things that a child needs to really look forward to when it comes down to going into college and playing college sports and everything like that because just like you said, you was at the bottom of the depth chart. And I done had to have, you know, a couple conversations this year with my son that's currently at CNU coming from here, starting on varsity as a as a freshman and never really being on the sidelines to having to be on the sidelines sometimes, you know, because you're so young. What are what are some of the things, you know, because you got camp as soon as you get there, you know, it ain't just you just get an offer and you go right to college and everything just happens. No, you got camp. And so tell us some of the things that they should be on the lookout for if they get to that next level. You know, once you get to that next level, you know, it's almost like starting all over again. You know, you have to work hard and really start at the bottom. So, like, I started at the bottom and, you know, worked my way up. But, like, when you first get to college, you know, you go to camp. It's, that's two weeks, you know. Um, that's 6 a.m. to... 10 at night, you know, that's a real shell shock for a lot of kids, you know, a lot of my, um, a lot of my peers, you know, some made it through, some didn't, but like, it really, you know, weeds out who's built for it, so no matter what level, D3, D2, D1, you know, it's all the same regimen, like, you're gonna get up at 6 a.m., you're going to sleep at 10 10 p.m., and you're grinding, you're grinding 100%, whether you're grinding on the field, in the classroom, um, it's, it's a grind, and you just can't give up on that grinding. There may be moments where you want to feel like, you know, you want to give up on it, but you just have to keep pushing through. And I, I've had, had conversations with Trey, I've had conversations with Dre, and both of them, I just keep telling them, like, keep grinding, man. It's, it's a process, you know. You're starting over, but, you know, you let your work speak for itself in the classroom and on the field. Once you got the starting spot, how did it feel to win championships at the college level and then eventually going on to graduate you know, with your bachelor's and being able to take care of your family now as a grown man, you know, after going through high school and college. and How did college help you to be a better man that you are now? So I always tell people now, um, use football as a tool. So I use football as a tool to further my education, to make, um, you know, those connections in college, to networking, you know, college is all about networking. In today's world, in the job world, it's all about networking, who you know, and I met the right people and just, you know, grinding my way and just never stopping. So I just use football as a tool. And that's what I want to get across to kids now. Like, football, you know, is good, but like, use it as a tool to like further your knowledge of the world, your, um, try to get ahead in life, you know, and just never just totally put your eggs in, a, in one basket when it comes to football, you know. Use that uh, to, you know, propel your career, you know, no matter whatever you do at the next level. Okay, a um, couple more questions. Well, actually, 
looking at this team now, how do you feel about this team? Because I got my opinion on, and I, I know how I think we're going to go. What? Because this team's similarities is, is, is right neck and neck with you all's team. So what's, what's your object, I mean, opinions on this team and how far we think we can go? Yeah, this team, this team has what it takes to go the distance. Uh, I see a lot of similarities between that 09 team and this year's team. And they have what it takes to, you know, get over that hump. I think um, they can get past, you know, these next three games. You know, they'll be solidified in history. And I think they have what it takes, you know, not overlooking King Queen, really taking it week by week. You know, any team can get beat. And no matter your record, you know, how you've been playing up to this point, take it week by week and, you know, just keep pressing forward and stay uh, focused. But this team has what it takes. Uh, they put in the work all season. They put in the work, you know, preseason. I worked with some of those guys, and those guys really did put in the work, you know, whenever we had sessions, and those guys were, you know, they didn't complain, they did, you know, whatever I said to do in any drill, and, you know, they really, you know, put 110% and, you know, putting in that work and making sure that that work is going to sustain throughout the whole season, and it's really showing now. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap up our questions with the Linden. You're locked in to Northern X Sports Talk Live right here on Hot Mix VA. We all know that time and weather will affect your exterior surfaces, especially from all the unpredictable weather we have here in the area. So you go online trying to find the best service possible, can't get nowhere. But how about checking out your hometown all-star MVP service? Yes, I'm talking about Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. And they have your dream team of services. It's a lineup. When it comes to power washing, I'm talking your starting lineup, baby. Your house, your deck, brick cleaning, roof, dump truck, tractor trailers, gutter, and even your driveway. Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. Check them out. 804-246-9026 or 804-238-1295. And by the way, they do give free estimates. your popcorn ready you're listening to northern neck sports talk live with will lewis and coach thomas roan on hot mix va we welcome you back into northern neck sports talk live here on hot mix va Thanksgiving week, so we hope when you see us on the, the YouTube channel, on the Hot Mix VA Radio YouTube channel, put us on your big screen Thanksgiving morning and uh, let us be part of your pre-game festivities before all those NFL games take place because you're going to want to hear what Lyndon says, the 2009 state football champion here with us today. And we have a, instead of a coaching tip, we have a Lyndon tip coming up, Coach. Yeah, we got a um, lending tip coming up in a few shakes for y'all. But this is one of the questions I want to ask you. You know, I know you're on Facebook, you know, and, and we've seen all this top five going around this week and everything with some of the ex-players and some of the alumni of the, of the school and everything like that. And to me, I'm, I'm old. I'm 40. So I'm, I'm a, I, I came around in the 90s. And so I when I... Look at different players. I'm kind of 
geared towards the 90s, 2000s, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So some of my players, you know, some of the younger boys, they probably, probably don't even know them. Like the Mick Greens and the, you know, the Jared Wormleys and the, let's see who else, the Darnells Don and the Booms and stuff like that who played in, in the Big Chesters and stuff like that. You know, even Tuck Martin, you know, when, he was, oh, when wow. he was young. So, what, who, who, if you was to pick a top five, <laughs> you know, who would Lynn Gardner's top five be from Essex High School? From Essex High School. This is tough, man. Um, <laughs> please don't get mad. <laughs> this is tough. But uh, I, no particular order. I think yeah. I would have to go, uh, and I had this conversation with him earlier today, um, Chuck Samuels. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he gets enough credit for like, he has he has the accolades to back up you know, where yeah. he, where he stands on that top five list, and um, from there I'm going Lamar Stewart, of course. Um, he's legendary. Lamar speaks for himself. Lamar speaks for himself. Lamar was let's see, Lamar was Cam before Cam was ever before, yeah. before Cam came. Yeah, that's true. Lamar was that's true. big, fast. Yes, he was. And you just couldn't tackle him, you know. Right. So keep on. Um, and then I would have to add uh, a person I mentioned earlier, Marcus Baylor. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit undersized, but still had the heart, the power, the speed to like do everything that, you know, some of the bigger guys had. So uh, Chuck Lamar, uh, Marcus. Um, and then I'm going Jerry Wern. I didn't see him play personally, wow. but a lot of guys have him on the list. I've seen film, um, older film of him, and, you know, he was, he was remarkable. And I just Jerry. hearing like the stories about him. Jerry was like lightning. Yeah, like yeah, that about fast. I mean, he was real quick. I, I can remember watching him, and it's like the player would be right to have him lined up the next to you know, he would put his foot in the ground and be gone. No, that's true. Up. That's true. That's true. And for, uh, not for the fifth spot, but like for that last spot, I, I think I would have to combine all of the hammers. Like, those hammers are like, you know, incredible. Like, you know, it starts with Daryl, um, works his way to Dion, then works his way to, you know, I play with Dank. Um, and then Sterling, mm -hmm. uh, of course, and then you got Cam. So yeah, you know, that, that's deep, man. That's really deep. And the bloodline is strong. The crazy part about it is just not even in football. It's baseball, basketball, all even down to Cam's mother, Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean the whole. I mean, and then all of us are from Battery, so we grew up together. So I, I didn't watch them. When it comes down to like Eric, the father, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of emulated from what I tried to do with my boys because you know if you look back in the day Eric was always there. Yeah. You know, coaching always. football to with the boys, always being there with Sterling and, and Dion and Dakin and Erica, you know, and I mean the whole family man, but the main one is Daryl. Yeah. You know, Daryl he he's the one that that made all of them see the vision. You no, know, and then true. I believe when Sterling came around you know, I can remember Sterling when he was real young. I started coaching him at Flag with me and Coach Pierce and all of that stuff. And and we seen it with him, you know, how he was gonna be in with Cam and Tehran. A lot of us seen it in them when they was young. And to see Cam yeah. to see Cam where he's at now, it's it's just awesome. Yeah. And my apologies, I left off Tehran. That shows how deep they are. Yeah, they you know, deep, man. They're deep, man, and like much respect and love to that family. I love that family. Um, it's real deep, you know, deep in sports, but like overall, just good people, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love that family. You know? I mean, and you, you figure Tehran, even though he's not playing football right now, he was a monster on that football field yeah. too. Yeah. It's just 
He's just sure, you know what I'm saying? But as far as baseball, he's doing his thing. Doing his thing. Tomorrow, he's doing his thing right now at Virginia State, HBCU. So, you know, as always, we, we're definitely going to keep on supporting all, not just them, but all of the kids that's playing at the next level with high school and stuff like that. Um, instead of a coach's tip this week, I want you to give a lens tip. Basically, you know, regard anything you want, whether it's recruiting, or just basic life, you know, and, and something, something to get the kids thinking, you know, so. Yeah, I, um, I would touch on something I, I said earlier, just um, use uh, football or whatever sport as a tool to, like, further your career. So whether it's, you know, uh, making those connections uh, at the high school level or even when you get to college, just make the, those connections that last a lifetime. And you never know when you may need someone, um, you know, for a particular job or, just anything, man. Making those connections, you know, last a lifetime. So I would just say use football or, you know, to the high school kids, use football or whatever sport you're playing as a tool to really jumpstart your career because it really jumpstarted mine and it just landed me where I am to now. You know, I, you know, I love my <laughs> I love my life and it all started with, like, using football as a tool to get where I am now. And before we go, one last question. And Coach and I were talking about this a couple – a few weeks ago back – during one of the uh, first couple of episodes, the quarterback position, you can see a whole lot on the field. And then you have the eye formation and the shotgun formation, which we were talking about that a few weeks ago. What is your preference, the eye formation or the shotgun formation? And what is the difference between the two as far as seeing the field more? Uh, so literally, we did, you know, Strictly, you know, eye formation, understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, high school, you know, we switched over to shotgun and did, you know, strictly shotgun, really. Um, so then when I got to college, we went back to eye formation. And I really had to, you know, readjust my, you know, getting my, like, footwork down. And um, not really starting the process all over again, because I had the background in it. But, like, you know, really just, you know, getting my feet settled and getting away from the line when you're under center is, you know, it's a big difference from when you're in shotgun. But... Um, I have no preference, really. I know a lot of, you know, teams use shotgun nowadays, but it's good to have both because, the, you know, the higher you up you keep going, you know, eventually if you want to get to the NFL level, you're going to use both. So if you have knowledge of both, you know, affirmation, right. shotgun, it's going to help you to be diverse on the field. So I think just having, you know, a good basis of, you know, how to go in the center, how to be in shotgun, and just knowing that your footwork is going to carry you, you know, throughout your career. Lyndon? Great to see you, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us here on Northern X Sports Talk Live. We'll be back with scores from last week from the regional semifinals. And then this week, the regional championship, Essex and King and Queen. You're locked in. Northern X Sports Talk Live on Hot Mix VA. May grace and peace be in your abundance. 31 years of childhood cancer survivorship. I tell that story each and every Sunday on a Survivor's Faith Live, a pregame before your Sunday sermon. Get you motivated before your Sunday sermon. Join us live on Station Head each and every Sunday at 7 a.m. for a Survivor's Faith Live. 
your popcorn ready. You're listening to Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern Neck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. We just got done speaking with Lyndon Gardner, 2009 State Football Championship. Good to see him. What a great interview he did with us. So, yeah, thank you, Lyndon, for coming in with us here in the studio here on Northern Neck Sports Talk Live. All right, let's get to last week, Coach. Yes, sir. Regional semifinals, and here we go. King and Queen over Northumberland, 28-12. to over there at Northumberland. Matter of fact, they were at King and Queen. Uh, 28-12 over Northumberland. We expected maybe a closer game than that or a closer score. However, King and Queen moved on. Uh, I definitely expected a better game than what was produced. You know, um, first quarter, first half, it was basically tied up 6-6. Six to six, You know, but it seems like when King and Queen came out after the half, they put up... You know, they put up 228 total yards in the second second um, half and three touchdowns to pull away from Northside. You know, and Malik Holmes was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he scored all of – Malik scored all – let me see, one, two, three, four. Malik scored all three touchdowns and mm-hmm. the running back Nelson scored one. You know, and, I mean, they just rolled over Northside. Malik Holmes, he went three of seven for 37 yards. 24 was his longest pass that day. They really didn't do that much in the air, but a lot of their damage was done on the ground. You know, the following week, Northside done a lot of their damage on the ground, and this week, King Queen done it, you know, to them. You know, Malik Holmes went 19 curves on the ground with 137 yards. 35 was his longest with three touchdowns. Cam Burry had 10 curves with 54 yards. 29 was his longest. Jaden Nelson, he had 10 curves for 73 yards. 20 was his longest, and he had one touchdown. Receiving-wise, um, Jaden Stanley had two two receptions for 13 yards. Makai Dabney, the junior, you know, sophomore, had one catch for 24 yards. Um, Northside, Tariq, Lund- Tariq London, the young freshman, who was second, he was second in the district for his passing, and he made second-team all-district honors this year. For to be a freshman, that was real good on his end. He went nine for 16 with one interception, two touchdowns, and threw for 176 yards. And he had uh, two touchdowns. Um, Cameron Seldon, Tennessee commit, he went had 15 attempts on the ground for 70 yards. Markel Cockrell had four attempts for 14 yards. Receiving-wise, Cameron Seldon added on another five catches for 102 yards. Caleb Williams had two catches for 53 yards with two touchdowns. Um, Markel Cockrell had one catch for 14 yards. Marcus Bromley added on another catch for seven yards. You know, so it was tied up the first half, but you know, after the second half, King Queen came out, did their job, and defensive-wise, they really stepped up. You know, Malik yeah, Holmes they did. again. You know, like, like we said last week, on both sides of the ball, Malik Holmes is a problem. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll see what he'll be able to do this week against Essex. But last week, he put on a show, seven solo tackles, four assists, you know, 11 total tackles all together. Um, another person that came in to help him was the senior Tycon Spates. He had 11 tackles, four assists, 15 total. 
with one tackle for loss. Um, Victor Dandridge has six tackles, solo tackles, two assists, and one tackle for loss. loss. Um, Jaden Nelson had five solo tackles, four assists, mm. and three tackles for loss. And Makai Dabney had one sack. You know, so again, it was a full total team effort mm -hmm. with the Central Tigers, and they sent Northside home packing and preparing for the basketball season. All right, next game, Westmoreland being shut out by Essex, 49 nothing for most. This was not a surprise. No. And um, Westmoreland is getting ready for basketball as well. Um, 18 seconds into the game, you know, Doran Harris, right off the break, he went for 51 yards on a run play for a touchdown. So that lets you know right off the break how they was coming. They they wasn't coming to play with Westmoreland. They came to, you know, finish the finish the game and finish uh -huh. it fast. You know, the defense was all over the place. Multiple sacks on, on the day. Um, Cam Robson, he had a, let's see, he had a 60-yard touchdown, pick six for, no, it was 40-yard pick six that he had made in the third quarter. That was you a know, beautiful pick six, too. Pretty, and I mean, he took it to the house with no problem, you know. First quarter, Essex put up 16 points. You know, like I said, with Harris on the 51-yard run, and um, you had Malachi Thornton caught a 16-yard pass from the QB Michael Bremer in the first quarter for, a six, for to make it 16-0. Cam Robinson got both of those two-point conversions. You know, in the second half, they scored 21. A slew of, you know, running backs, different running backs, um, Avari Walker, um, and a couple more players, you know, was able to, Doran was able to get another touchdown. Um, and they just went into the half up. You know, they wasn't letting their foot off the gas. After the second half, you know, the second string came in and some of the younger players, and they was able to produce, you know. Um, a sophomore, Jaden Holmes, you know, he ran a touchdown for like 10 yards in the fourth quarter. And that's basically really letting us know what the future is looking like right. for yeah. Essex, you know, because you have young players like Jaden Holmes, um, Avon Trey Johnson, the quarterback, that's able to come in and produce on the varsity level, you know. And, and it was just a good sight to see. You know, Doran Harris, he had 15 attempts on the day with 238 mm -hmm. yards on the ground with three touchdowns. Again, Avari Walker had four attempts, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Jaden Holmes had five attempts with 48 yards and a touchdown. And um, receiving-wise, Doran had two catches for 31 yards, and Malachi Thornton had two catches for 27 yards mm. and a touchdown. Westside, couldn't get nothing going. You know, running-wise, no. running you know, um, running back Jeremiah over there, he came with, with 13 carries for 64. Jaden Tolson, the quarterback, he threw for one for four, zero touchdowns, and only mm -hmm. made three yards on them. You know, so Essex held Westmoreland to only 36 yards. Right. So whoever, you know, it's going to be hard for King Queen to come in this week and even pitch an upset to them. And it, from what I noticed on some of the replay videos mm -hmm. uh, between Essex and Westmoreland, it seems like Essex was getting to that offensive line of Westmoreland each and every time. And thus, like you said, only holding them to 36 yards rushing on offense. I mean, Essence defensive line is is a real problem, you know. And from here on out, your offensive line has to really step up to mm -hmm. them, you know, because they're, they're fast, they're, they're real physical, 
And they play as one, you know. I mean, whether it's five men on the front line or six men on the front line, they're, they're all coming to get you. Number 55, Devin Balderson, a senior. Uh-huh. Quincy Candler, senior. You know, um, Davion Rich, seniors. There's a bunch of seniors all across the board, and I mean, they're, they're coming to get you, you know. Uh-huh. So it's going to be real hard. Then on top of that, you know, Essex has a lot of first-team district players all, all riddled all Indeed. through the team. You know what I mean? So it's going to be real hard. Only thing that I can say about the game was Essex had three t- three fumbles and two of them, you know, West, West Side was able to recover, you know, and then they had a couple penalties. I think they had four penalties for uh, 25 yards, I believe, you know, so things like that, they need to straighten that stuff mm-hmm. up, you know, because the further you get into the season, those, you know, fumbles or penalties right, could yeah. eventually come back to bite you. All right, real quickly, let's get into 2A. King Williams shutting out Greenville 40 to nothing. So King William moves on. And by the way, we talked about earlier in our introduction uh, here on the show this evening, Rappahannock Raiders, a very heartbreaking loss over the weekend in the state championship. Nonetheless, congratulations to them on a great undefeated season up till that point and the first Northern Neck District team this fall to reach the state championship. So 30-2 and two overall record, uh, 27 sweeps, Northern Neck District regular season champs, Northern Neck District tournament champs, Region A champs, and the Virginia High School League Class 1 state runner-up. When we come back, we will give you a full field rundown of the Virginia High School League Class 1 Regional Championships. Who's playing who? That's up next on Northern Next Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. We all know that time and weather will affect your exterior surfaces, especially from all the unpredictable weather we have here in the area. So you go online trying to find the best service possible, can't get nowhere, but... How about checking out your hometown all-star MVP service? Yes, I'm talking about Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. And they have your dream team of services. It's a lineup. When it comes to power washing, I'm talking your starting lineup, baby. Your house, your deck, brick cleaning, roof, dump truck, tractor trailers, gutter, and even your driveway. Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. Check them out. 804-246-9026 or 804-238-1295. And by the way, they do give free estimates. From the northern neck of Virginia to across the country and the world. Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan. On Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern X Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week, so yeah, happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Coach, we have some 1B, 1C, 1D scores. Uh, from last weekend in the regional semifinals? Uh, 1B, you know, again, we're coming down to this um, 
championship round of the regionals, you know, and it's, it's a rough road from here. Everybody got to play mistake-free. You know, and, and in the 1B, you got Riverheads. They played Sussex. Riverhead came away with that with a 47-20 win over Sussex. Lunenburg Central, they played Buffalo Gap, and they won 15-14. In the 1C division, you got Galax. They played Grayson County. Grayson County came away with the win on that, 21-14. You got George Wilf over Narrows. George Wilf came away with that with 48 the 28 Narrows. In the 1D division, you got Patrick Henry over Holston. Patrick Henry had 42. Holston had 7. And Lebanon against Grundy. Grundy came away with that win, 32-0. So that's all your scores wow. for the you know, the 1A division, 1B, 1C, and 1D regional semis. Next round is the regional championship to see who gets to the state semis. Yeah, it's going to be a very tight-knit, close state competition this time around here in 2022. All right, let's get to the high school league class one regional championship, which is this weekend right after Thanksgiving. So let's get to it. Number two, King and Queen at number one, Essex. Number one versus number two. This is going to be a rematch. Where it's For real, it's a rematch for the last two years because mm-hmm. we played King Queen last year in the same game on a Saturday. And Essex came away with that one last year. I think they came away with that one uh, 28 to 16 last year in the state regionals. And um, we played, Essex played King Queen early in the season and they won hands down 48 to eight. And I mean, in that game, it was a straight defensive game. Essex was able to do whatever they wanted offensively and defensively. And it seemed like the Tigers just couldn't get anything going that day. I mean, I think Essex held them to a total of 58 yards on that first game. And for a team that's usually coming away with 200 and something, 40 points a game, that's very unusual, right. you know. But, you know, when talent meets talent, you know, every player has to step up, not just one. You know, that's that's what I believe a lot of folks seem to forget. It's 11 players on the football field at one time, not just one person. So you right, just exactly. think one man can beat 11 players on the other end. You know, that first game they played, Malik Holmes went four for 22. He had four completions for 22 attempts with only 15 yards, uh, an interception. His QB rating was 20.6 that day. That's of 100. And that was mm. That was, woo, you know, as far as rushing-wise, um, Malik Holmes had 12 curves for eight yards on that first game this year. Cam Burr had two curves for one yard, and that's unusual for him. Right. Jaden Nelson had 12 curves for 22 yards. Receiving-wise, Jaden Stanley came away with one reception, three yards. Tycon Space had one reception for one yard. Cam Burr had one reception for a negative two, and... Jaden Nelson had one reception for 13 yards. Malik Holmes fumbled three times on that first game and lost all three of them. You know, um, top defensive players on that game was Malik Holmes with eight tackles. Um, Tyquan Space had a total of nine tackles, you know, but, you know, King Queen Queen averages a total of 258 yards a game with 42 Mm. points. On defense, they... They have allowed 113 points this year with six shutouts. You know, Essex, on the other hand, averages 50 points per game, you know, with 279 yards a game. 
Trojans defense, on the other hand, which we was just talking about, they they just right. have been playing stellar all year. Yeah, they have. They they have only allowed ninety four yards. They only allowed about ninety four yards a game, you know, and they have only given up ninety one points this year. Mm. So, in my opinion, in order for King and Queen to come out on top of this game, they have to play mistake free. Right. Eleven players have to play. On each play, you know, it just can't be dependent on Malik Holmes or you know a Cam Burry. All of all all eleven players that's on the field needs to come out to play this week. If not, it's going to be a repeat of what happened early in the season. And uh, I will take for this week. I'm going to take Essex over King and Queen this week. Uh, granted, my shirt and tie <laughs> states that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. I got a lot of love for both sides, you know. Right. Essex, that's my team. And I'm going to pick them, you know, the whole way. I've been picking them all season. I'm going to pick them now. You know, King Queen, they're, they're a, a scrappy group, but it's just you you got to match talent with talent, mm-hmm. you know. And Malik Holmes up there, he's a dog, but he, he can't do it all on his own. Right. And now for those of you that's in the Northern Neck District from other teams, come out and support Essex because – it's with one district is one team. Yes. All right, let's get to Region B, Lunenburg versus Riverheads. That's a number one and number two. Region C, Grayson and George With. Region D, Grundy and Patrick Henry's playing. Class two, Region A, Pocosin versus number one, King William. And class four, King George continuing to roll from that battlefield district. They're playing Dinwiddie okay. this weekend. A lot, a lot of good football this week. Yes, indeed. I'm hoping for King William to pull out on top, and I'm definitely hoping for King George to pull out on top. You know, anything that's in the area, like we stated last week, we're definitely supporting. And we do have some uh, first all-district teams and yes. second all-district teams before we leave. And we have Rappahannock. And, Coach, I know you've got a lot more as well. But from Rappahannock, uh, first team, Bladen Sidner, tight end. Lewis Martinez Silver is a kicker. J.K. Fontleroy is from the first team. Bullneck District, all district football teams. So, congratulations to those Rappahannock Raiders. Now, the second team from Rappahannock is Lay Sidner, Xavion Baylor, J.K. Fontleroy, uh, Jalen Santos, Trinidad uh, Lee, Tyreek Harris, C.J. Kelly, and Bladen Sidner. So there you go with Rappahannock. And, Coach, you have a few more uh, Northern Neck District all football teams from uh, different schools as well. Yes, sir. Uh, let me pull out my list here real quick. You know, y'all, y'all <laughs> um, excuse me, you know. It's a big list. Yes, it is. Um, Amar J. Beanie from Essex made first team. Marcus Brown from Northumberland High School, senior made first team. Jalen Santos, I think you already said that. Uh-huh. Zamir Sutton from Westmoreland made second team. Lamarian Brown, first team from Colonial Beach. Davion Garner Rich, Devin Baldwin, Quincy Connor, all from Quincy Candler, all from Essex. Um, first team and second team. Uh, you got MJ Laws from Northumberland, DB over there, he made first team. Um, Tyreek Lundy, freshman quarterback over there in Northumberland, he made second team as a freshman quarterback. Uh, Cameron Robinson, 
as we already know, Dorian right. Harris. Um, Dorian Harris was the offensive player mm-hmm. of the year. And Cameron Robinson, he came in this year as the defensive player this year. Um, Robinson played middle linebacker in the regular season. He had 80 tackles, 22 tackles for loss, 20 assistant tackles, four and a half sacks. On offense, he had uh, 24 catches for 645 yards and 13 touchdowns. Harris, for the season, he rushed for 759 yards, 19 touchdowns, 74 carries, 13 catches on, and 102 yards with two more touchdowns. Coach of the year was Coach Todd Jones over here in Essex. Yep. Um, it's a lot more a lot more players that made first team and second team. We just can't. It's, it's a big list. You know, Essex put 17 mm-hmm. players on that list. Wow. From the offensive side wow. and defensive side. Um, in the Tidewater District, Offensive Player of the Year was Malik Holmes mm-hmm. for King Queen Central. In the season, he passed for 910 yards with 18 Man. touchdowns, added 352 yards on the ground with nine touchdowns. He also got first-team defense for the Tigers. The Tigers accounted for 12 players for the first-team spots in the Tywood District. Defensive Player of the Year was Trey Robinson from King William. Um, they also put 12 players on their Tywood District list. You know, so it's a lot of talent in the area, man. You know, yes, indeed. a lot of football about to get played this week. Again, either you win or you go home. Exactly. And real quickly before we go, uh, the Tribe, William & Mary Tribe, clinches a first CAA championship since 2015, beating Richmond 37-26. to And real quickly, boys varsity scrimmage basketball. That is coming up. Basketball season is just around the corner. So real quickly, a couple of scores here. Lancaster over King William, 140 to 37. Keeping keep in mind they did play five quarters. Oh, okay. But still, Lancaster scoring that many points. And also varsity basketball, Matthews over Tab, 74 to 70. Now from Monday, this past Monday, varsity basketball, Lancaster 92, New Kent 50, and Ty, Tyson Henderson, 23 points already during a preseason. So Lancaster, we feel, will probably be the odds-on favorite coming out of the Northern Neck District come basketball season. Lancaster always has a good basketball team. I'm just trying to figure out why they don't come out like that for football. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand Not that, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to be a top dog this year and, and Everybody got to put their basketball shoes on when they come play them. But I'm, I'm thinking they feeling a little upset, too, from last year. Yes, indeed. And for next week, we got a lot to talk about next week to include who won the championship, who will move on, and also a couple of college stuff that we're going to talk about as well, coaches' tips, and a brand-new segment that we're excited about. We're going to talk all about that next week. We thank you for joining us here on Northern Next Sports Talk Live on Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Enjoy it all. And from Tappahannock, Virginia, we bid you good night. Northern Next Sports Talk Live on Hot Mix VA. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 